listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. We have a special presentation today, the fourth of these interviews that I'm doing, and I think right now, because we're going to be doing a podcast recording session after this, the last of these for a little while. It's a special edition here where I'm going to be talking with one of the Final Fantasy randomizer players that I know online. We are chatting here today with Tyranix? Uh, Tyranix, yeah. Okay. I hear people pronounce it like multiple ways. So I'm yeah, like... <laughs> it, it can be Tyranix, it can be Tyranix, it's just whatever you want to call me. Uh, and I, I know you, you're actually one of the first people I really started chatting with online when I joined the community. Um, You hit me up for a couple of graphic design layouts yeah, for your yeah, stream. Yeah, you were actually the person who um, set up my stream layout, and I've gotten quite a bit of... Uh, uh, good feedback on it it's like a lot of people are like wow you got a really nice setup but yeah i've been uh i've been in the final fantasy randomizer community for about a year and a half now um started at the last spring tournament um not the one we just had but the one before that i started and been pretty active in it ever since um you know one of my big hobbies that i do yeah, so what what caused you to join up with Final Fantasy Randomizer originally? What drew you into it? Because I know you also do Dragon Warrior Randomizer well, as well. Yeah, Final Fantasy Randomizer was the first one that I did. Um, really, I got into it because Final Fantasy 1 was actually the first video game I ever got in my life when I was five years old, I think, when uh, my parents bought me a Nintendo. It had Mario, Duck Hunt, and then they also bought me Final Fantasy. So it's always been like a game that's been really close to my heart and I think I was like watching there was just one night I was on YouTube and I was wanting to watch like a playthrough of Final Fantasy 1 and then I came across the randomizer now this was two spring tournaments ago when everything was happening and I just kind of watched it from the sideline and I was like oh this is really cool but I didn't really jump in I was just a viewer and then um, last year I actually had a week of vacation right before the spring tournament and I just decided to jump in like I had a a stay-at-home vacation and I basically just did a bunch of races for a week to kind of get me up to speed and I got hooked and then you know once Final Fantasy ended I got into Dragon Warrior Randomizer and um those are really the main two that I play. I've been trying to learn um, Final Fantasy IV Free Enterprise, but that's uh, that's I I don't have as much knowledge with vanilla Final Fantasy IV as I do the other two games, so it's been a little tough. But yeah, I mean, there's more than enough stuff going on in those two games to you know keep you quite busy as a hobby. And um, yeah, it's been a really fun community so far. People from our generation, I, I think, you know, the default NES starter set was Final Fantasy and Dragon Warrior, and there's a good chance you got at least one of them from Nintendo Power yeah. as well. <laughs> and I remember, like, when I was playing Final Fantasy 1 when I was, you know, a kindergartner or whatever, like, I didn't know that you could actually equip items. Like, I knew you could buy stuff, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize that... <laughs> You actually got to equip stuff. So I was like running through like the marsh cave, just punching stuff as a fighter, <laughs> thinking that I had a, a like a, a silver sword or something. But it, and then like I think just one day I accidentally equipped something and I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> this hey, is what you actually do. There's and, part of that right there. Well, it's not like Dragon Warrior. Dragon Warrior auto equips everything. Uh, for yeah, you. exactly. The second and, you buy it, you're good to go. Final Fantasy is a little more obtuse in some places. Yeah. And 
yeah, I, I never really played a ton of Dragon Warrior 1 when I was a kid. Uh, I played 2, two, 3, and 4. I never really played 1 until I actually started doing a bit of speedrunning of it. Um, I actually played Dragon Warrior Randomizer without ever having completed um, Dragon Warrior 1. Because that randomizer, I, I don't want to say it's simpler, but there's less objectives um dragon warrior is randomizer is more of a it's easy to learn it's really hard to master that game like i could explain how you can complete a dragon warrior randomizer seed in about you know 10 minutes but actually being really good at playing it it's um you know it takes years and you know so the guys who are really good you know Ness cardinality mr holmes you know um High spirits, you know. Dig Shake, Game Boy F9. Oh yeah, like <laughs> all these people, they're they're just great at it. And um, first tournament I ever played in, I I think I've gotten as high as the top ten in Dragon Warrior Randomizer, and um, as high as top five in Final Fantasy Randomizer. And it's 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 been a lot of fun for me just to like learn. The community's real fun. I made a lot of really good friends, like you know, Will Minochi eighty five. I consider a really good friend. Falconic, you know, it, it has its moments. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a community like any other community, but yeah, it's it's been fun so far. Well, on the subject of Dragon Warrior, because you're the first person I've chatted with here who's extensively in that community at all, the Rando community. Part of it is like I'm impressed that you actually managed to get through like vanilla. Dragon Warrior 2 and 3 and 4 before really even bothering with the original one, like, long term. Yeah. Because I find that the lo- the first one's the only one that's actually, like, really easy to get into. Dragon Warrior 2 is kind of a mean game. I think I was older by the time <laughs> I... I think I was definitely, like, 10 or 11 when I started mm-hmm. playing those other games. Um, yeah, I just never... I don't... I mean, I might have played it growing up, but I just have no recollection of it whatsoever. Um, and Dragon Warrior Randomizer, um, completely straightforward. Its main difference from Final Fantasy Randomizer is Final Fantasy Randomizer uses the world map Standard from the vanilla game. Yeah. Where Dragon Warrior Randomizer just completely, the whole thing is generated randomly. Things are not, you know... Chests are completely randomized. Where things are completely randomized. So it's like when you play, it's you're doing a a mix between getting experience while you walk and do your exploration. While you know there's these different zones, and you could walk from one zone to another, and things would be five times more difficult to kill. So it's you know, Final Fantasy, it's more about routing to each place to place because you know where everything's going to be. Yeah. Dragon Warrior, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot more luck involved, but the people who are really good at it, I mean... They have a system. Yeah. There's they, a system to exploring the new world map. Plus, you're really looking for very specific dungeons because while the world map is reorganized, the dungeon themselves are not. Dragon Warrior Randomizer isn't, exactly, yeah. isn't quite as randomized as, like, Zelda 2 Randomizer is. Yeah, because there's really only, like, 13 chests or something in the game. Yeah. So, 
Uh, oh, there's more than that, but like 13 items. So there, there's a there's a limited selection. You're really like your goal is just to basically get three key items and find yeah. the armor, a good end game armor and sword. It may not be the Erdrix, but more than likely you have to you you have to have Erdrix armor. That's required. I've, I have sword. seen some people if 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 um the dragon lord that's his name the the end boss isn't punching particularly bad because I know he has a he has a range. And yeah. If he's not being too bad, you can kind of get away with the magic armor, but you really pretty much need. You would have armor. to have like an insane amount of yeah MP because um the big thing that it does for you is that first floor. All like the trap tiles yeah. that do like fifteen damage to you if you don't yeah. have it, so that's why it's kind of considered mandatory. So, Urgic, Urgic Sword is definitely not as necessary no. if your strength is high yeah. enough. You yeah. can you can beat the game with a, a bare fisted if you wanted to, but <laughs> it helps. But it does it does help? Yeah, you just find those three key items, and then you find the cave to put them all together, and then you know, you actually have to find the end place, and then you get through it and. Yeah, just kind of, and that the another big difference between the two games is Dragon Warrior Randomizer is a lot more math dependent. Um, yeah, you, Final Fantasy has huge reigns of getting crits. You know, you could hit with a with a mass immune, and you could hit three hits, three damage, or you could hit, you know, eight hits, eight hundred damage, but. When you're in Dragon Warrior, you can look at your status screen and you can know exactly, like, this is how much damage I'm going to do. This is the low, this is the high, this is the average. And then you take your average damage and you look at your MP and you're like, okay, this is how many heal mores I can cast. Because the, basically, <laughs> the final fight's boring. It kind of is. It's like you you swing and then you heal. You swing, you heal. You swing, you heal. You swing, you heal. Maybe if you're lucky, you get you, two swings. Yeah, if you're yeah. lucky, you get double swings and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's really just a math equation of do I have enough mana to do enough heals mm -hmm. times my average damage to kill the Dragon Lord, which has like, I think it has a range of 150 to 165. Unless you're playing like total chaos. Yeah, and then chaos is out. something completely different. It's like just it's everything is randomized. Things can be just stupid. Like those, it is uh, end game level red slimes. Yeah, and then like I mean, yeah, they're <laughs> 250 health blue slimes with dragon breath that give two experience. It's <laughs> it's insane. And then the next thing you could walk onto could be a red dragon with three health that gives 200 experience. It's the wet noodle. Yeah. As they call it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all over the place. Chaos. I don't really like chaos, but I played in the last chaos tournament and I'll probably play in the next one. It's not, you, you can tell it just frustrates people to no <laughs> end because dragon warrior it's actually a really active community. There's, I mean, I guarantee you, if you wanted to, if you wanted to race, there's something going on in Dragon Warrior every single night, and they they play the same flags. They play these standard flags. They, you know, they're. I think something with Final Fantasy Randomizer that is kind of, it's super awesome, but it's also something I think that kind of holds the game back a little bit is. There's just so many options for randomization that it's like you have a really hard time actually deciding on what people want to play. Well, because there's, there's yeah. also the thing of like Dragon Warrior, sometimes the game can go on long. But if you're lucky and you're playing, a, you know, 
randomizing on the more vanilla set and not chaos, total yeah. chaos. Like 45 minutes to maybe a, a less than an hour and a half. You're, yeah. you're pretty well guaranteed. Even if you're playing pretty easy flags in Final Fantasy Randomizer, you're pretty much committing yourself to about an hour or so minimum. Minimum, and yeah. If the game decides to be mean in its randomization, <laughs> you can be there for two and a half hours on quote unquote easy flex. Yeah, I'm, there's <laughs> there's probably a a bigger um, you know range of times that a normal Final Fantasy randomizer flag can be. I really like the game because I just think one of the hardest things is like in Final Fantasy is to like sit down and be like, hey, you guys want to have a race? Sure, yeah, that sounds fun. Mm-hmm. What do you want to play? And then, then people are like, oh, well, do you want to do floor shuffle? Do you want to do something <laughs> crazy? Do you want to do something 500% seed? Or do you want to do something kind of standardish or, you know, like normal? And then people just can't. But in Dragon Warrior, it's it's different because, like, they have what they consider st- their standard flags. And I'd say 99% of the races that are done are done under these standard flags. So, Well, but it's also the thing of, it's, it's back to that math for Dragon yeah. Warrior is because of the tightly plotted way that game is made, you can only scale in one direction or the other too far before the game just yeah. doesn't work the way it's supposed to anymore. Yeah, and I mean, it's, you know you're going to get every single spell by level 16. Yep. And I'd say in probably... I'd say in about half of the seeds, getting to level 16 is enough and mm-hmm. and to actually beat the game. I've seen seeds where you've had to go to like level 22. It's been crazy. And I've seen seeds on the other end that, you know, you could beat the game at like level 12 because you've found heal more and you've been getting crazy strength. Yeah. So it, it does have like some really huge swings from time to time. But it's all on the player. Like yeah. the monsters can only... Be, be modified so far even in total chaos yeah. you know there's going to be like a range for the yeah. way they have it set it's it's a very tightly plotted randomizer yeah and and dragon warrior randomizer also has like you you obviously you want to get a lot of your experience while you're exploring but yeah. most seeds you're going to end up grinding Mm-hmm. which is something that in Final Fantasy people tend to not like. We try to avoid unless we have a good tile for it. Yeah, you know, yeah. they they when we make flags, because I was a tournament, I was on the tournament staff for the last tournament that we did. And Sail by Seas? Yeah, okay. I was, uh, it was me and Will and um, Tristel and and the admins also. We, we made those flags. It was a lot, Will, um, Momo... Um, Falconic's wife, uh, she actually had the the core idea from one of her duckling flags, and then we kind of took that and um, you know kind of made it more intermediate difficulty, I would say, mm-hmm. and we went from there. And um, yeah, so uh, I mean, the, the sale the high seas tournament that we had was it was. It resembles more of the vanilla game than some of the really out there things we can do. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, like it the, wasn't floor shuffle. It wasn't entrance shuffle, chaos rush. I mean, we have some really weird modes that we can do, and every once in a while, someone comes in and is like, "Hey, let's try it this way," and they start screwing around with something else. Um, I know I'm working on helping plot out the event that we're going to be doing for the uh, Speed Gaming Live that's coming oh, yeah. up in October, and that one we had to like pare down the amount of stuff we could do because it's not like we're not just trying to entertain ourselves we're trying to do right. a good presentation for 
the rest of the speed gaming community, people who may not have actually seen Rando yeah. before. And then, you know, that's an, that's another thing, like where the Dragon Warrior randomizer people, if they do something at that speed gaming, they're just going to be like, okay, we're going to play a, a standard race. Yep. Where we're going to have, you know, a two-week debate on what <laughs> the best flags are to show. To show, because you want to show off everything it can do because there's an amazing amount of things you can do. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you don't want it to be like so crazy. I mean, I've, I've seen people in chat be like, especially with like floor shuffle, people were like, what in the world is going on? This yeah. does not resemble and, the game at all. And that, that was I what know. we had to do. It's, it's like with Sailor High Seas didn't have floor shuffle or anything like that in there. It was more or less vanilla-ish looking, just yeah. with some modifications at the start. And that's yeah. kind of what we did. We didn't, we're not doing floor shuffle for the event. We're not doing like... Are you doing town shuffle? Um, I don't think we are, although I think Caleb's pushing for it because he's one of the two people. He and I think Dengwu were the two that are going to be playing in it. Okay. Um, if we do it, it's the only part of the shuffling that we're going to do as far as the entrances are concerned. I do think that from the Sail the High Seas tournament, that was yeah. the best thing that came of it was the town okay. shuffle because... In the previous tournaments, mages were completely overpowered because you knew that you could get to Corneria, Provoca, and Elfland. That's fair. You could have four levels of spells, yep. the first four levels of spells, and you could get to basically all those towns in the first ten minutes. None of those spells were super expensive, and if there was something overpowered, you know, you could just have three red mages with three nukes and... A fighter, and you could just go. Where? Well, that was part of the problem. Was I think the magic shop shuffle was put in to try and balance that, <clears> where yeah. it would put all eight levels randomly through all the towns, but that almost balanced it too far in the other direction. Yeah, that that does balance it too far <laughs> in the other direction because you know it wouldn't be that bad if the actual vanilla four levels, you know, if if you had access to fire two and ice two, that's not too game breaking. Yeah. But if you find nuke life two and heal three at level four yeah. you know before you even have to clear anything you know yeah you're, it's, you're, you're pretty set to go for the entire game and then it's just a you know blow up everything that you see where town shuffle made it so that a lot of times you only found level one magic you know every once in a while provoker or elflin would show up but a lot of times those three towns would be something like it was always Canaria to start. Canaria always be has like, to be there because you need the the pure potions and the yeah. soft potions. Yeah, it would be like Gaia and Lafayne and yeah. the Intercontinent, and you'd be like, "It's great to know these spells. Can't do anything with them yeah. right now." Yeah, <laughs> and, and you'd start with like Sleep Two or something on your Black Mage, and yeah. then you'd be like, "Oh, this Marsh Cave is not going to be fun." <laughs> Whereas was... before, you could just blow your way through anything, and yeah, I um, so I think that was one of the big things that. Um, really helped. I, the free canal, I think, also really helped. Um, the first tournament I did, we didn't have a free canal, and it was the same incentive locations minus the marsh cave, and it was basically there was one meta to the game, basically. <laughs> yeah, there was one route. There was no extra items. It was basically just a speed run with some randomized aspects. Well, because that tournament didn't have a lot of the open progression stuff, so you couldn't get over to Dwarves and check out that and Astos's castle. You basically had to go... You could start at Canaria, check the castle, check the Temple of Fiends, and then you basically had to go to Provoca. And, we had a... Yeah, we had a yeah. Pre, free bridge, so... Yeah. You had to go to Provoca, and then just how the randomizer, you know, insanity check worked was 
more than likely you're getting you're the ship. You're going to get the canoe. Ship or canoe, and then that was yeah. going to open up either the floater or the ship from there. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, it, was, and it was every time. So you would go to Provoca, you would fight your pirates, you'd probably get your canoe, uh-huh. you would go check out... Um, but they'd be Crescent safe. Lake. They would be safe pirates because yeah, they, they were, were there they were the safe first pi- tournament. Yeah. <laughs> they were safe pirates. They, they didn't have thunder. You know. Shout no, out to Ice Blue. But. No, no Fire 3 pirates keeping everyone locked up for a half an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For people who don't know that, in I think uh, game one or two of the very first um, finals, uh-huh. um, which wasn't really randomized at all. Um, it's like the enemy scripts and spells were shuffled, and that was, and then our own spells were shuffled, yeah. and it basically it was more or less just a treasure shuffle from there. And the it was vanilla very game. vanilla yeah. routing. Like yeah. you had to basically play the way you the be- know, the go in a you, vanilla route. The best you could do is maybe skip volcano once in a yeah. while. Yeah, but yeah, and so they didn't have safe pirates on, and because <laughs> that wasn't a flag at the time, you know. And then, you know, the king gave you the bridge, so they went to Provoca. Well, the first two magic levels didn't have any AoE spells yep. at all. Yep. And the pirates had thunder. And you were level they, two or three. And, and they insta-cast it every time you saw them. And you got a pack of nine of them all casting yeah, thunder. You're dead. There's no chance. There's no chance. But Tristel lucked out and just by the gods of RNG got through it. You know, he just... For some reason, the pirates only wanted they, to slap him. They didn't cast anything yep. for two rounds, yep. and he won. Where Ice Blue just, he couldn't get past it, and he ended up forfeiting. So, obviously, that was something they put in. But Yeah. So, basically, it was like, you were probably going to get your canoe from King Sarah or the pirates. Yep. Because you would need some kind of progression to go from there. Mm-hmm. And then you'd go down to Crescent Lake, you'd see what the sages have. And then from there... If you didn't have a floater, then you went to the ice cave, which yep. the ice cave at like level eight was a pain in the ass. But still better than Marsh. Yeah. Because at that point, Marsh was still ambush cave. And oh, yeah. Every, like, because we didn't randomize that yet. So everything was still difficult to get through in Marsh. Yeah. we And the weird thing was, is you didn't ever have to, um, you didn't ever have to actually go to Marsh because nothing in Marsh was incentivized. So yeah. basically... What was happening is, is you went to Pirates, you went to the Sages, you went to the Ice Cave. If the floater was not in the Ice Cave, then you knew you were looking for the ship in the TNT to get out. Yeah. But that only happened in like 10% of the flags. And so basically, you didn't have to full clear any dungeons. You just went, you know, you went to Ice. You full cleared Ice because, you know, you didn't want to skip anything. You hoped there was going to be good gear in yeah. there. Yeah. So if you got to that that treasure chest in ice and it wasn't the floater, then you knew you had to full clear to find the ship in the TNT, and just everybody knew that's how you played. Yeah, there was a so, very specific route, and things have things are much more free at this point with how we have things going. Yeah, I mean there was a lot more options just yeah. based mainly off the fact that there was loose progression items, which uh, made you, you know, basically the last tournament. You didn't have to check any... I mean, you obviously had to check chests to get some gear, but, you know, 80% of the races, none of the progression stuff was going to be in chests. So, basically, the game was check as few chests as possible. Like, if you found a couple ribbons early and maybe a good sword, you were just in complete go mode. 
hour and 10 minute seeds, you know, where yeah. these jet seeds where, you know, the king gave you a canoe and Sarah gave you the floater and you were just gone to the races from there. So I think we made a lot of uh, good changes. Um, yeah. And this, uh, this league that we have coming up is, you know, the flags are a lot more um, advanced, I'd say. Than they are. I've played a couple of them, and they, I played they're, a couple too, they're but... mean. I mean, they're fun. Don't get me wrong. I like difficult seeds, and they're not they're not to the point where you can't finish them. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are – I know Spellzap and Edgeworth, some of the higher-up people in the community, they've been – They've been practicing and they've they're getting like hour and a half seeds and I know I've been playing and I'm like at least an hour over that no matter what yeah, and I'm like middle of the pack. They're they're tough. I mean, you really have to know what your plan is going in because yeah. there's, I mean, well, we're on the same team. We've been yeah. discussing plans on the side. Yeah, but I'm not going we to have. <laughs> it's you, me, Zenoban, uh, Gouda, and then the Taskbot. <laughs> Crap case. Yeah, so we've <laughs> we, got a good team. But we, we got the spring tournament winner. We should be good. <laughs> yeah, we got the spring tournament winner, and then you got me who made the semifinals. Yep. So it just kind of came together randomly, but it, that should be fun. Um, yeah. Should be a good time. And honestly, even the lower end people like myself that are on the team, we're all like pretty middle of the road. Yeah, people. There, we're there's nobody slow. on our team. Like Zenoban, like the last race I played in, like Zenoban won. Mm-hmm. Like he got an hour and a half uh, Earth Seed, and I, <laughs> I was, I ended up losing power in the middle of that race. But I mean, it was like an hour and forty five minutes in, and I he. He'd already been done for 15 minutes, and I wasn't even close by yeah. the time I lost power. So, yeah, that's kind of that. That's what happened with me on. Uh, I was in the race that I went on one with uh, Spell Zap. I was an Earth Seed, and the way the whole thing set up, basically, the canal was the only thing that I needed to get progression going. Right. And canal was buried in an eight floor dungeon behind like a yeah. trap tile with ambush red and kilos, and I'm <laughs> level six. And I don't have any yeah. good spells. I'm like, this this seed sucks. But once yeah, I got it, to it, it... It can be really yeah. tricky. Um, my problem is... is my, my biggest trouble with uh, Floor Shuffle is I think that my big brain can just hold everything. And I take notes. I use a tracker and stuff like that. But I need to be a lot more... Detailed. Detailed with my note taking. Yeah. Because I need to like keep track of like, oh, this was a good grind spot. Or... You know, this place, uh-huh. I, I couldn't completely finish it. I only got a couple floors in. I had to turn around, stuff uh-huh. like that. It's, it's, um, floor shuffle is Final Fantasy Randomizer on speed. <laughs> and it, it really, you know, it tests you. We'll and, just wait until they finally figure out how to do proc gen and actually get like randomized floors going. Yeah. Well, we do have that for waterfall and a couple of the earth floors. The, the earth ones, the waterfall one works. The earth ones are still okay. Buggy. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, I know the one that we did, the the earth seed we had, had a proc gen. Yeah. Um, proc waterfall. Gen one, proc gen waterfall is fine because that one at least understands how to draw itself. The waterfall yeah. is basically. Like, whatever the map does, it first draws a path from one end to the other and then, like, populates it with little things to follow around the side. That makes sense because the game, like, just by how it draws the map, automatically ensures there's a path through it. I've run into an earth floor because the earth floors are just basically drop a bunch of rooms and walls and then hope the player can get through it. I've had one where half the earth floor was blocked off by a wall I couldn't get through. Oh, I mean, that would make sense. That's really, like... 
and yeah. especially how those earth floors are set up with the walls. Yeah. Like all those little compartments and stuff like uh-huh. that. I can imagine it would be a nightmare to. Yeah. And that is definitely not my forte. I'm, I'm the, yeah. I'm the, if, if I give anything to the final fantasy randomizer community, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good at thinking about balancing flags, mm-hmm. but that's about it. And I help <laughs> with art. I mean, so we're yeah. not, we're so not the coders here. We're not. I yeah. mean, our coders are, I think Final Fantasy Randomizer is the best randomizer as far as just all the different things that you can do. I mean, the choices are endless, and mm-hmm. I talked a little bit previously about how I think that's kind of... It's a double-edged sword. Sometimes holds back, you know, people just picking it up and casually, like, having races. And, mm-hmm. you know, people ask me all the time, like, you know, what should I do to improve? And I tell them just hop in actual races. Um you know, real races because the number one thing that you can do when you do a real race is even if you lose by an hour, yep, you can say Edgeworth beat you by an hour, which he will, you know, he's (laughs) known to do that. You can go to his Twitch. You can watch him play the exact same seed that you just played while it's still fresh in your head and, you know, learn what he did or like this gave you a hard time. Maybe he did something that, you know, puts off a light bulb in your head, or maybe you're just like, Oh, he just got extremely lucky here. Or you're like, Oh, he grinded here. And then that made that spot a lot easier. You know, you learn a lot. And I learn a lot from watching these people. I mean, I think I'm somewhere in the top six or seven right now, but Mm. I think there, there's definitely, like, a tier above me. So I'm still... There's, like, the Crab Cakes, Artea, Edgeworth, you know, Spell Zaps basically joined that crew also. Yeah, I think last time I looked at the list, Crab Cakes was one and Spell Zap was number two with Edgeworth yeah. going up in third. And when Edgeworth is third, <laughs> you know that there's, like, good competition And that would on. make Artea fourth, which <laughs> yeah. is... He's a taskbot in himself. Like, he's <laughs> he, he is the craziest player. So yeah, I think it's those four, and then I think um, Shadow Walker, and mm-hmm. then it's me and Tristel, who are kind of tied for like sixth and seventh right now. Mm. And I just only to say that you know I've played for about a year, but there's still like a tier above me, and I learn quite a bit from like tuning in and watching those guys. Um, so anybody who wants to pick up the game, I, I I've always been big on just trying to put together like pickup races, like hey. Let's just all get together in an SRL room and, you know, let's have a race and stuff like that. Because I don't know if it's like the competitive side in me, but I know SRL points mean nothing at all. (laughs) They don't. And yet I want them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They mean nothing. That that rank, you know, I may not be the number six best Final Fantasy randomizer player. I might be the 20th. I might be the third. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it's something about like even though these things don't mean anything, when you actually get into a race for these things that mean nothing, <laughs> all of a sudden I take it seriously. Like I want to be good. I want to beat these people. Oh yeah. No, I'm, we, uh, <laughs> so it puts me in that kind of mood. And then, you be- know, before the earth week seed that I ran, I ran it as part of like a group of, I think it was like 15 people were in there, including Edgeworth. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, we did it in an SRL room, and then after we finished it, the race didn't get counted on the leaderboard because no one changed oh. places. And I'm like, 
where are my points that mean nothing? I got yeah. I got fifth place. I know I stole points off a bunch of people. Where are they? Yeah, the first thing I did when my power got back on was to see how many points I lost in that race because they had they had to DQ me because I couldn't log yeah, back yeah. in to forfeit the race. So I ended up losing like twenty eight points or something. That I think that did knock me down to number seven, but you know, it, it's a lot of fun. So anybody who's, you know, trying to get good, I know there's a lot of like the ducky people, they race together like Dangwu, Gregory Puff, Asher, mm-hmm. you know, they get together and they race and they make themselves better. And, you know, practice, practice is always like, I, I, I can tell how much I've grown since I started playing like yeah. five or six months ago to where I am. Yeah. If now. you, yeah. if you go watch your, your VODs of what you were playing like a couple months ago, yeah. To what you're at now, it's it's going to be light and you know light years difference. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. And it's been fun, and we got some really nice. We did get some really nice viewership from speed gaming when we were you know those yeah. finals. I was in a race that one of my semifinal races with uh, Crab Cakes had like six seven hundred viewers. I know a couple of them. I know we were featured on the front page once for Twitch and. We got over a thousand. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, there was a while there we were pulling in like eight hundred a pop at yeah. one point because I know we were beating like Link to the Past randomizer and a couple of the others, which are usually considered the yeah. big ones. Yeah, so. Link to the Past is always considered like the biggest randomizer. They, yeah, that's the one that has like that's a game I've literally never beaten in my life. <laughs> <Link to the laughs> Past. I would maybe like to learn that one day, but. You I know. love Link to the Past, but I know I don't have the manual skill to be able to play that game at the level that rando people do. Yeah, because yeah. there is some like skill to the fighting, like actual yeah. kinetic skill to it that I do not have whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, they actually have like big cash prizes and stuff for their tournaments and because they get hundreds upon hundreds of people per race but we have bragging I'd, rights and color we, that we apply to our names that's about it we're <laughs> final fantasy made it to probably the number two probably number two randomizer out there maybe mm-hmm. maybe us and super metroid or something like that but our know, ratings are there for it yeah. yeah it's certainly there was a lot of interest in what we've been working at with the admin team is you know keeping that momentum going we've we just you know we're wrapping up co-op which i think was a pretty good success it's a you big know, event i mean we're you doing- know showing people that oh my gosh we can actually that's a whole nother thing you know talk about the programmers like <laughs> being able to play final fantasy co-op is true co-op not crazy. just like yeah, two people like- playing the same seed but playing it together and sharing items and it's a, it's an interesting mode and it's something that really sets us apart from other ones because i know like you yeah, watch, I can't think of any other ones that you can do like that. No, you watch Link to the Past uh, co-op, and it's it's still just two people playing and just talking mm-hmm. to each other, but they're doing their own seed, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only other randomizer that does anything as weird as that is, I think, the Z3 Super Metroid randomizer. Yeah, the, where it goes back and forth between, like, two games. <laughs> Merges two games. That's, That's so beyond crazy. crazy, but... <laughs> yeah, for people who don't know, like, our Final Fantasy co-op... Uh, if one of your team members picks up an item, a key item, not like a sword or a shield or anything like Nothing that. Nothing that but goes like, in the inventory. The, the uh, weapon inventory, yeah. Like a key item, if, if he picks up the crystal or something like that, then it pops up in your inventory too. So you kind of can split up the seed and... You know those things. Yeah, it's why we had a uh, big floor, like difficult floor shuffle seeds. Like, and they weren't—they were oh, not yeah. easy. And people are clearing them in like 
hour, hour yeah. 15. Whereas if you played it on your own, you'd be at it for like three hours. Yeah, easily. Because yeah. you could share information. You could have like, if you were almost done, you could have one person finish out the items while one person was just sitting there grinding for five minutes or, yep. you know, whatever. When you get some really interesting party comps, I know the first week that we were doing it, Min and I, who were, we were playing together, uh, we stopped treating it as two separate teams. We were playing as basically one eight-man party with goals that we had to do. Because it's like, you know, yeah. the early game is different from the late game, and why have two parties that are good for both when you can really devote yourselves to two different objectives? Yeah. So. Oh, I, I totally see that. I mean, yeah. I played a lot. I didn't actually join the co-op tournament this year, but... Mm-hmm. I've played quite a bit, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, you can do co-op. I've seen us get together and have like ten-man co-ops yep. where we're just like it's a blast. It's everybody crazy. just gets together <laughs> in Discord, and they're like, uh, "Let's just uh, all pick one dungeon. <laughs> we'll just do it. <laughs> we'll all just do one dungeon, and then we'll get together. And whoever can beat Chaos the first is. Uh-huh. I mean, so yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's a blast, and I think anybody, you know, check it out. It's it's. Super fun. I mean, Dragon Warrior Randomizer, we're about to hit the the summer tournament for that here very shortly, which, you know, that'll be on Random Mania. And, you know, last year I think I made the round of 24. I hope to do better this year, but I actually haven't played that often. (laughs) I I really haven't played that much lately, so I need to, you know, put reps in to get good at that game again. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's been... It's been a lot of fun. I mean, randomizers. I used to just basically be like a a World of Warcraft kid for you know a decade, and you know, randomizers have really become like a big hobby for me. And it's mm-hmm. something that you know I do restreams, I track. You know, every once in a while I do commentary, though it's not something I do that often. And like, I love watching people do speed gaming. I think mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. But it's also the same thing. Once you've seen someone run the same game over and over yeah. again for a while, you're like, okay, I've seen this game. What else is going on? Yeah, exactly. But with Randomizer, just like the very act of randomizing, it just puts a fresh spin on the game. And I can watch that over and over again for hours. Yeah, especially, you know, once you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people in the chat, you know, they know these things are crazy that are happening. Yeah. And, yeah. you know. You know, we had some really awesome moments from the tournament of just like, oh my gosh, you you bracked Kraken too. That was a six percent chance, or you know, like Tristel and Will, they ran into that the Germaduces of yeah death. with Death Touch, just like absolutely <laughs> destroying them for was, a half an hour straight. I think it was like ambush and death, death yes. touch and blaze all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and su- stupid high ambush rate. Even for like mm-hmm. someone who was like level thirty five, they were still ambushing. It was and crazy. Yeah, it was <laughs> the fact that you even got through it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um there was actually a lot of skill to try to manipulate the encounter table to get through just that one earth floor yep. without getting one of those encounters, because getting one of those encounters basically meant a wipe, a wipe and then, yeah. you know, four minutes to get back there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, we got the on-rack summer vacation coming up. And then we have the actual true um, league year three, which last year, that was a lot of fun. And then, you know, hopefully, hopefully we have something going on in like the fall and this, the winter. So. Late fall. Probably, it'll probably be a winter tournament the way things are spacing out, I would assume. Yeah, to kind of keep some momentum going. Because I yeah. know last year... 
kind of fall and winter, we really didn't do much. And I think it kind of lost a bit of the, you know, shuffle. So I hope we keep it up. Yeah. We got to keep the energy going. Got to keep things going. I know, like, the second one, like, Link to the Past randomizers event ends, they already starting up the next one because they're so big. So yeah. so let's go let's go farther afield since we've just now talked for 40 minutes about Final Fantasy okay. alone. <laughs> yeah, I could probably do, <laughs> oh, do I'm that sure. forever. I'm sure. Uh, but let's let's because we'll we'll get towards wrapping this up because I usually unless you're Caleb I try and keep these you know somewhere okay. close to a half an hour. <laughs> Long podcasts are hard for people to listen to. Yeah. Um. So outside of video gaming, do you have any interesting interests? Anything that you think people might not know about you that you want to share? Things of that nature. Um. I'm I'm kind of a boring. I work <laughs> a nine to five accounting job. Um. I go to college to try to finish my accounting degree i play video games at home but you know played a lot of sports growing up um still kind of play some golf disc golf is a big hobby of mine it's huge in this area too yeah i i I really enjoy it It, just not when it's 90 degrees outside (laughs) but um, it's hard to enjoy anything when it's 90 degrees outside yeah i was a i was big into i was i was a huge game of Thrones nuts when it was on you know, read all the books, read every forum post, read every fan theory that came about, and yep. um, yeah, I, I I just binge watch a lot of shows. You know, some of my favorite shows: uh, Battlestar Galactica, the remake. Mm-hmm. That was a good um, show. Right Firefly. Until about I, I was with I was with Battlestar until the last half of last season. That was when it lost me. I yeah, mean, it got a little weird towards the end, where it kind of they weren't quite sure how to wrap it up. At yeah. I mean, and that kind of like their Earth was not ours. Our Earth, yeah. Or like they came to our Earth, and that's how they humans came to this planet we're on now. It was very weird. Up until that point, though, it was great. Oh, it was an amazing show. I I just bought the box set of it (laughs) on (laughs) Blu-ray, and it was. um, So yeah, that's that's kind of my life. You know, college kind of. College randomizers kind of fit into the whole college thing pretty nicely. Um, you know, I can, if I have a couple hours of free time, you know, I can get on and do a race. Yeah. I also actually speed run on my channel um, some some RPGs. I basically just Final Fantasy 1 vanilla. Mm. I've been working Which, on that for I, a while. I can't go back to Final Fantasy One for the It's so slow now. I know. <laughs> they actually has ruined me. Two days ago, I was streaming um, an any percent Final Fantasy One, and Random Mania hosted me, <laughs> and so like sixty people who were just watching co-op. Final Fantasy Randomizer Co-op were all of a sudden watching me play super slow-ass Final Fantasy 1. Vanilla. And people were like, oh my god, my eyes, how are you doing this? How are you buying one heal potion at a time? Oh, it's so painful. Rearranging your party every time you're poisoned, you know. I do love that. It's it's watching that at like AGDQs and so forth. Like, okay, read some donations. We're going to literally be here for five minutes yeah. buying potions. <laughs> we need to buy 99 potions one at a time. <laughs> And, the and then twenty-seven are tenths and fifteen pures. Yeah, and go bloop 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 yep. for like you know five minutes. Five straight. minutes, yeah. Just <laughs> but I've always wanted to beat the game in under three and a half hours. Um, right now I'm like number ten on the Final Fantasy one. It's impressive. 
um, speedrunning chart. Because there's a lot of people that run that game, despite how slow it is. Yeah, yeah. it's there's some really good people who have done it. Like Geyer is, you know, some guy just set the world record a couple months ago at two hours fifty four minutes. For what was the party comp he ran? Fighter Fighter Black Mage. That's what. Um, three man it. Yeah, three man. I can't imagine any other party actually being quicker. I tell anybody who turns into my stream, like when you're actually doing fighter fighter black mage, you've got maybe like a 1% chance of beating the city, you know, yeah. finishing the seed without having major wipes. Yeah. You know, that would cost you 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a really low percent chance of actually beating the game when you turn it on. There's, there's other, Speed runs. There's other party compositions that people use, like fighter, fighter, red mage, red mage. Yeah. For the marathons, just safer. So, yeah. There's there's what's called a marathon safe route, which is basically the. I know I can beat the game, but it takes four hours instead of three. Yeah. So. Yeah. But you know, it's still cool to, you know, beat Final Fantasy one in one sitting. You know, a game that took me months when I was a kid. You know, you can do it in an afternoon. <laughs> Sitting there grinding in level mm -hmm. fifteen just to get through Marsh Cave because Marsh Cave sucks. Yeah, you had to you had to buy a silver sword. Yeah, <laughs> you had to buy a silver sword to have any hope of killing the wizards and uh, those wizards still and probably twenty five percent of the run. Like if you get four wizards, your run's basically over. If yeah. you get two, you're good. Three is really kind of four. You're done. Yeah, and then. Then you get to Lich, and Lich basically has a 50-50 chance to kill you because she always first turns Ice 2, and that'll kill your mage 50% of the time before he can get really any significant damage off. And then Topher is just... Man, I had I had a run that was 28 minutes better than my PEP. I was going to be... I was going to finish something like 315, which was like a huge goal for me, and yeah. I got to Kraken, and he crit me three times. Ugh. And I was like, and I, I, I had quite a bit of people watching me too. And it was, <laughs> it was interesting. So yeah, that's kind of what I do. Um, graduating fairly soon. So congrats. hopefully I'll, well, not hopefully I will have more free time to, you know, do more hobbies. I've actually been thinking about, um, you know, taking up some live action stuff that's here in the, the area. Um, I can never get up the nerve to actually do it, but I've always kind of wanted to, but you know, like, like LARPing. Yeah. Okay. Um, there, there's a group that does it in, um, Carmel okay. or something like that. And <laughs> I've always wanted to do it. I always think it sounds fun. I always really liked that show that, um, I forget what it was called, but it's something I've always wanted to do, but they, they say they do it at a public park. And I'm like, I can't bring myself to do that in a public area. Like, I would love to do that at a campground, <laughs> secluded, and, you know, have fun and, like, immerse yourself. But I just can't see myself beating each other with swords with somebody pushing their baby stroller. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's the I one thing that holds me back from it. Like, but. I like gaming myself, but I've never been able to get into the concept of LARPing because I just want to be, like, if it's not at a table... With like a bag of Cheetos and a Dr Pepper sitting next to me, yeah. it doesn't feel like gaming anymore. I can I can feel that, and I've never done it, and I yeah. might do it and be like, "This is just too much for me." Yeah. But it's something that's always 
kind of interested me to like, I don't know if, I guess in my mind, like thinking that, you know, getting that immersed into something for a weekend could be fun to just, you know, get away and stuff like that. But for me, it's more of the get away for a weekend, not the, you know, do it just for doing it in, in more of like a, what a Renaissance fair kind of situation would be to me. The actual like escapism of it is actually what sounds fun to me. Have so, you heard of the uh, Society for Creative Mechanism? Yes, I, I used to be in that. Um, there you go. When man, I haven't done that for like fifteen That's years. Probably but, about as long as it's been for me. Yeah. Yeah. I when I was in high school, we had a couple buddies who did that. Um, mm-hmm. Geez, my buddy Sheldon bought like a complete suit of armor for it. You know, just to beat each other with rat and sticks, and rat and or rattan sticks. Well, I guess it depends on who you're talking to, too. But yeah, it was it. That's a lot of fun too. It's mm-hmm. something that, yeah, if I had time, I would love to do something like that. But you know, adulting sucks. It does. It does. <laughs> when you work nine hours I, a day and then you have to go home and do more work, and then I just remember there was a lot of like the the big event where you could just go and basically take up a campground and watch people fight yeah and feast and that yeah, sounds like it's basically what you're looking for yeah that that's that sounds to me that just sounds like a really fun weekend of doing something <laughs> like that i know they have they have something up in quebec that's called Bicoline, mm-hmm. which is like a like this guy who owns like hundreds of acres have just let people come in and like build a medieval town <laughs> over I, if anybody like actually google the place it's incredible but they people needs to go to go for like two weeks, and it just looks like the craziest shit ever. And it looks like you really are like escapisming to this other place for two weeks. And anybody interested in anything at all, look that up. I bet it's like probably a million dollars to go to. <laughs> Not really a million, but a crazy amount. But that's kind of. Uh, that sounds like something that would be interesting to do. Um, I'm actually pretty new to this town um, that I'm living in. I uh, came from a much, much, much smaller town. So <laughs> I'm still trying to kind of get my, my head around living in a town of a million people instead of a town of 900. So It's a bit of a change. Yeah, it's a big change. It's a big change. But. Well... Here next, I appreciate you coming on yeah, the show. No it's been a lot of fun chatting with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, neighbor. <laughs> Since we live in the same town, we do. Yeah, th- unlike the other podcasts I've done for this interview series, Tyrannix actually lives in town with me. So this is a face to face for we're once. We're doing this in person. <laughs> the audio is going to sound much better this yeah. time around. <laughs> uh, this has been Not So Live from Asteroid G. I am Mike Finkelstein, joined in the booth by Tyrannix, and we will see you next time. 